Hello, hello, and welcome to the good shit. I really thought I was done with this whole... This whole topic that I have been banging on about for quite a while, but you know what, I really am not done with it yet. I was just thinking about gender again, uh, and how people have this cognitive dissonance around it not being a big deal, not existing, not mattering, and yet still being unable to identify themselves and others without it. Now, if gender is important because it refers to reproductive function, then reproductive function is important. If reproductive function is important, it colors someone's whole life and relationships and choices. If that is important, then, you know, that's why people have gender roles or are expected to do certain things and live their life, you know, the whole, their whole life is colored by that, basically. Now, where people refuse to do that, where men are not comfortable paying for women and women are not comfortable having five kids or whatever, it questions the importance of reproductive state. Maybe it's not a big deal after all. Maybe it doesn't matter. And therefore... Gender doesn't matter. And therefore, people shouldn't be identified based on gender. And of course, the way this is done is through linguistically through pronouns. Now, I do want to point out that not having gendered pronouns does not mean you don't have gender itself. Um, you know, if you really like being the sort of person that uh, loves women and wants to do things for them, and this is your version of masculinity, you can still do that without needing a pronoun for it. I mean, it's not like people didn't exist before pronouns, right? This is... This is nothing to do with the actual reality of sex and gender even itself. You can feel male or female and have sex and relate in a <clears throat> in a gendered way without requiring this language for it um it doesn't stop you from that but if you think about it language is so powerful and i think there is a real issue going on right now around deciding whether or not it means anything and I think the trouble with gender is that it has deviated so much from the core meaning of it that is related to sex and reproductive functions so if you think about people's whole lives the whole concept of work the whole concept of relationships and marriage the whole concept of life 
uh, and happiness, it has revolved around reproductive function. So women hold the value of reproductive function and men hold the value of everything else that can then translate to supporting the women's reproductive function. So there is a sort of complementarity there that has colored everything around careers, jobs, imagination, value, relationships, happiness, just basically everything, everything in culture, everything in life, everything in everything. So of course, pronouns exist to refer to this thing that has been and still is uh, a big deal and relevant to people's lives. However, the change comes when people are no longer interested in that, where there's still the lingering sense of gender in terms of women valuing themselves physically uh, and in terms of men feeling the pressure to um, be associated with the women that they are attracted to. And this sense of self-esteem is, is still very strong. And I think it's basically an instinct in terms of how strong it is. But people are refusing to obey it, right? People are becoming more emancipated from it. Um, they don't want to be tied down by it. They want to redefine it and, and have options around what they do with this instinct. To redirect it to to basically shift it, to transform it. I think that's the right term for it, transform it. And in doing so, um, you know, who we are individually and our personalities and our lifestyle needs to be independent and needs to be fair and more equal. But when we refer to people, and this is this is the funny thing, you know, pronouns are ways of referring to people. People's names are individual. So that is, you know, a very, the you know, the, fr the front line of identity is name. And, and perhaps the second line is gender. So when that is a very important second line, it needs to work. And I struggle to see how the basic message of equality is compatible with gender. You know, there isn't a word to describe people who went to university and people who didn't or people who have a disability and people who don't, or people who are into Pokemon, you know, whatever. Other things that maybe are also important in certain situations or, or, or whatever. So gender has just been taken to be important. And it is only important if it actually measures up if people in you know intend to be known as essentially a gender role um 
if people aren't and don't want to, then it's not going to work. Also, because of the reproductive element of sex that is connected to gender, I don't think it can be truly equal. Because what is gender really communicating? If it's communicating sex, then that reproductive state must be unequal and must be important. And that's incompatible with um, expecting people to have, you know. The thing is, it's there's a difference between different and inferior and superior, you know. Let's say people label themselves with their profession. You know, this person is a pilot. This person is a doctor. This person is a baker. It's not really necessarily a ranking of this person is better than that person. However, there is an intrinsic ranking there. If you think about the pilot and the baker, yes, you can say, well, there's there's no superiority or inferiority between them. But if you qualify, if you qualify that with a category, then it is. If you qualify that with a category of income, then the pilot is superior to the baker. If you qualify that with a quality of creativity, then, you know, the baker is superior to the pilot. If you qualify that with a category of work-life balance, you know, whatever. In certain contexts, there will be a ranking there. So it may not necessarily be a be-all and end-all, this one's better than the other one, but if you have differentiated it implicitly, there are some qualities that inevitably will end up being inferior or superior in a given context. So if people shouldn't, shouldn't be treated differently, then why is that differentiator there? I am not going to be interested in a pilot to host my baking party. There's nothing wrong with that, but there is certain information there that is pertinent to this situation. You know, whether or not you're going to say, oh, this person sucks because they can't bake is up to you, whether you're going to be nasty about it or, you know, whatever. You don't have to do that. You can do that. It says something about you and not about them. But there's no denying that this is a uh, this is the information that you have baked, <laughs> no pun intended, baked into your words and your differentiator. If you're going to have to refer to people based on gender, you must have meaning in those words. Otherwise, why are you using them? That makes no sense. You may think you're not biased, but then why are you using these differentiators if it doesn't matter? If you're going to invite these people to your party because they're good friends and you want to have a laugh with them, you're not going to refer to them as um, this person's a pilot, but that person's a baker because it's irrelevant to the situation. And this is a very weak example because there's far less connotation and weight to job titles than there is to sex and gender. Those gendered things have a lot more weight. 
So when you refer to people based on that, even when you don't think it matters, it does. But again, these words are irrelevant. At the end of the day, if you replaced uh, gendered names on CVs and saw how people reacted to them with pictures, that would also be the same message of gender. You'd think, oh, well, this person looks like a woman and this person looks like a man. You'd still assume something based on that. The thing is, having immersed myself in really truly belonging as a female in society and then now really truly belonging as a male in society, I have seen how the differences that we perceive of others seem quite big. And sometimes they aren't even there. You kind of see an outgroup as truly different and truly separate. But when you have the weird experience that I've had of actually traveling between them, you see how that's just an illusion. It's a bit like reading the news about a foreign country's politics and you think, oh, wow, there's this crazy thing going on in this country and people are going through these mad things and, you know, what's going on? And and then you go to that country and you talk to the people and that barrier vanishes. That barrier is was never there. It never really existed. So I think in being brought up... Um, with certain kinds of language and referring to people, we are inevitably and purposefully referring to these differences and and maybe preventing um, those things that are in common from being as obvious as they should be. But again, it's not really just about the language. If the, If these differences are physical, they cannot be ignored anyway but the language just goes to emphasize them. There's a different message if you say, this person has different reproductive parts. That is obviously relevant in having children, which is not relevant to children. (laughs) And maybe not relevant to people who just don't care about that. It's different to say this person has different reproductive parts than it is to say this person is a different kind of person. It's different to say uh, this person looks different, which may not necessarily be a big deal, than to say this person looks different because they are different. Um, you're trying to communicate a whole person's life in in that word. You know, when you say he, you're saying a million things a million things and it's up to a person to take on that and say yep you know this is me uh rather than for that to be hoisted on them especially when what that means is just changing all the time all the time and when you feel it you know it's real Seriously, this is hilarious. There's probably another scam call. Hello.
Uh, hello, who's this? Vitality health keeps spamming me. You know what the sad thing is? I keep blocking their numbers. And they should be able to see that I've blocked their numbers. And say, okay, this person does not want to be contacted. I've told them I'm not interested. I've closed that conversation. And they keep insisting, which I find deeply unprofessional. This is a Richard Branson style entrepreneurship of bullying and um, scamming and taking the piss. And people think it's great because the money somehow proves it's great. No, that's not how things work. Did you know? I know I'm going off on a tangent, but block this caller block. Um, the founder of um, University of London. Uh, what's it called? The full name of it. It's not Goldsmiths, is it? One of the universities of London was basically founded by this guy who 200 years ago made his fortune selling this cream and he found the um the hidden powers of advertising so basically advertised this cream everywhere and he said that it could heal every illness every illness so people bought it and of course it was bullshit um and just made a load of money i'm just like <laughs> money is not value uh, don't be so stupid. Anyway. Back to the gender thing. Um, it is for people to... to feel... to feel who they are and... how they interact with themselves and their environment. So when you bake millions of people's experiences into one word and and as those experiences shift the meaning shifts it becomes problematic to rely on those words anymore and um you know women are looking at men these he people as you know lusting after them and throwing them these tests to prove themselves and gain access to their fertility. And it's great if you're into it, but it's pretty shit if you're not into it and arguing over who's going to pay the bill and these cringy situations where people assume each other's lives without actually talking about it. Um, oh, you know, this he person is going to be desperate to fuck me and... This she person is going to protect her vagina. You know, I mean, there's uh, literally a million connotations to these simple single words that are hoisted upon people and upon children. And of course, the hope is that they will agree with that. But I think the fact is, it is impossible to reach a point of um social equality while still having these assumptions about people it's just it's simply impossible and and agreeing whether or not they're true 
you know, agreeing whether or not, you know, do women want to have children and have a family because that is their sense of fulfillment? Or do they want to let go of that and not be identified with that and not be expected to do that? And of course, the answer is probably it depends. But if you're going to have this broad brush that you're going to paint everyone with, then everyone is going to be unhappy because they're constantly arguing over what it means. It doesn't just mean one thing as it happens. Of course, uh, if you're not interested in having a relationship based on your reproductive state with someone, referring to yourself based on your genitals is a bit weird. <laughs> it's a bit like... Well, if you don't fly a plane, uh, why do you call yourself a pilot? And if you're not really into baking cakes, why do you say you're a baker? It's a bit like, I don't know. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't serve the purpose of that interaction. And so everyone gets disappointed. Everyone is kind of like, oh. That's, that scam call really pissed me right off, I must tell you. Um, I've had a lot of grievances with, with virgin virgin media hence my rant about richard branson the thing is i've experienced virgin atlantic and that was totally different i thought that was really good amazing service amazing experience highly recommended virgin media on the other hand absolute crap i started on a 20 pound a month broadband broadband plan and within a few months it went all the way to 40 pounds a month and i thought what the fuck is going on? Well, what's going on is they're just stealing from you. That's what's going on. Modern day stealing. Uh, because why not? You know, I think that I think the value of 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 honor is going to come back in a big way because a lot of people and cultures and businesses have really taken the piss out of themselves ultimately, and the value of of, of an honest word and uh, and trust. I think is going to come back in a big way. So uh, this whole culture of, well, if you've made money, who cares how you made it, is, thank thank goodness, dying out. <clears throat> so I'm sorry, Vitality Health. Uh, if you keep pestering me, you think I'm going to, you know, this is the thing. Companies design legal agreements with their customers and they seem to miss the point of a legal agreement. The point of a contract is that you have two parties outlining what they're agreeing on. They've turned it into a one-party oppressive tool of basically saying what they want and forcing the other party to have no choice but to agree with it. What the fuck? I'm sorry, you have to go back to the drawing board. That's not the definition of it. <laughs> Going into a whole different podcast thing here. No, don't worry, that was a one-off. Alrighty-tighty. Leave a rating and see you next time.